Offense, defense, penalty kill, power play, goaltending. Wild had it all on display tonight against the New York Islanders in a 4-2 to two win. Let's break it down on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Minnesota on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into tonight's Locked On Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wilds pick up a nifty 4-2 win over the New York Islanders and uh, now a two-game winning streak for the Minnesota Wild. Tonight's Locked On Wild postcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And speaking of getting started, the Minnesota Wilds, one of their best starts of the season and probably going to be hard to top the rest of the year as they score 19 seconds into this game as Pat Maroon gets his second goal of the season on literally the first shift of the game. Uh, more on Pat Maroon, Jewel Erickson, and Marcus Foligno coming up. But um, up and down the list for the Minnesota Wild here tonight, you look at what they were able to accomplish. Got a power play goal late in this one after uh, a few power plays that were a little bit disjointed, to say the least. The penalty kill was four of five on the night. The Wild defense looked good. Marc-Andre Fleury looked good. Uh, I mean, take your pick as to the things that... um, that went well for the Minnesota wild here tonight. And it really was encouraging um, to see the wilds build off of the end of that Rangers game and really carry it into this one against the New York Islanders, because in the end, the end of the first period and throughout the uh, rest of the game, the Islanders had good opportunities. They are certainly a physical enough team to be able to generate some chances um, except on the power play, because is it just me or did that Islanders power play, especially the six on four at the end of the game? Did that look familiar? A lot of overpassing, a lot of just straight up not shooting the puck. It seemed to look very familiar to me, but all kidding aside, I mean, it continues to be um, the story that these lines continue to uh, propel this team forward. And I want to talk about in particular, the Pat Maroon, Jewel Erickson Eck, and Marcus Felino line. I called them the beef line as an homage to the grief line from uh, a couple of years ago. Um, man, oh man, how much better offensively that game or that line looks with Pat Maroon compared to where we were at with Jordan Greenway. Um, that was That was fun to watch those three do their thing and was just following Twitter throughout the course of the night. And I think it is interesting that it seems as though Marcus Foligno plays his best when Jewel Erickson is his center. And we have over this year and last year wanted to see Jewel Erickson um, higher up in the lineup. But as of right now, 
it is hard to argue with the way that both Marco Rossi and Ryan Hartman are playing to where you can put Jewel Eriksson on that third line with Marcus Foligno. And those guys were just pests all night. Jewel Eriksson had an expected goals percentage tonight. And again, expected goals percentage is the percentage of time if a with a player on the ice, if a goal is scored, 92% of the time tonight, it was going to be uh, Jewel Eriksson It was going to be the Wild scoring the goal when Jewel Eriksson was on the ice. Oh, and guess what? Marcus Foligno had a 95% expected goals percentage when he was out on the ice. That line terrorized the New York Islanders pretty much all night long. And we see everything that Pat Maroon has done this season. He just continues to blend no matter who he's playing on a line with. Just it's it's amazing to me in particular the uh the Maroon couple of plays that Maroon made where the Islanders were manhandling him, trying to get him off the puck and failing miserably. You, I tweeted out, you'd have a better chance moving a tank off the ground than you would getting Pat Maroon off the puck. And so that combination continues to look really good. Um, I, I like the fact that with the power play coming up empty the first three times they were on the ice, that Dean made changes to that unit and it resulted in a power play goal while also still allowing Kirill Kaprizov, Marco Rossi, and Matt Boldy to grow as a line because if they complete one of those give-and-go looks that they have tried um, so many times so far this season, I'm going to go ballistic because there were a couple of instances during the night in which Marco Rossi would fly up to the net and he would just tap it directly behind him to Kirill Kaprizov for a shot attempt or vice versa or getting Matt Boldy involved. I'm telling you, folks, if that top line is allowed the opportunity to continue to gel together, they're going to have one of those games where they go insane. And the fact that Dean stuck with them while making some changes on the power play, I I liked that because... You know, this is the thing that we have to kind of guard against is some of the things that Dean has done throughout his tenure is, okay, these line combinations are working. We're just going to um, we're just going to just stick with it. I want to see some time to allow that top line to gel, but in game changes, let's see some more of those. If things aren't looking good, make some shuffles in game just to uh, try to provide a spark because you're going to get different levels of compete, different levels of energy from guys in game and out. And that's something that I feel like a head coach should have a pulse on to be able to determine, Hey, just doesn't look like this group has it tonight. So let's switch things up a little bit, but then go back to it um, in the next game. So there was a lot to like uh, in this one tonight. Also another real fine detail that I noticed uh, it seems like this is especially in the D zone, but just in general, it seems like the passing has become much more simplified, which is a good thing. You're seeing guys look for a shorter pass, especially in the D zone 
a shorter pass or a shorter outlet to try to quit more quickly get the puck up the ice without those heaves along the boards that usually end up getting picked up by the other team and resulting in turnovers and shots on net. And that, again, is a details thing. Just It seems like they've simplified their approach with trying to get the puck up the ice, and it has led to much cleaner instances of getting out of the D zone and into the offensive zone without just those gross uh, in-zone turnovers that lead to point-blank shots. Let's talk about the goaltending as well. Um, I thought Marc-Andre Fleury was good again here tonight. That uh, that shot on the power play um, for Dobson, it's, it's hard for anybody to be able to get that up above the, the ear um, absolute lightning bolt um, on the power play. That's, that's a tough one for any goalie to stop. So I'm, you kind of shake your head at that one. Now penalties, um, on this night in particular, I I thought there were some very interesting things that happened on the penalty. Um, Ryan Hartman getting mugged behind the net by three different Islanders and yet somehow getting called for a penalty himself. Personally, I think it's a joke. Um, how, how do you end up in that situation in which you've got three different Islanders players that are just all over him? How does Hartman end up getting called for a penalty in that scrum? It should have been a wild power play with the uh, number of instances in which Hartman was getting shoved or, or punched. Um, and I mean, if you really, really want to, uh, get Hartman for, for roughing in that instance. Okay. Then you got to take two Islanders. Um, I, I don't know. That one was weird. The Faber hold was, that was bad. I mean, come on. So that, that was something that, um, a good point here by uh, GA 007 too. We'll, we'll get to the comments, but I'm, I'm scrolling through them as we go. Um, I suppose they could have thought that Hartman made contact with Semyon Varlamov, but on replay, he didn't. And so I don't know what the heck those guys were doing, just trying to goon Hartman up. Um, Yeah, some soft penalties here tonight. And so kudos to the wild penalty kill for not getting crumbled by that. But hey, all in all, that's, that's about as solid of a win as the wild have had without the opponent being hilariously bad, as in the case of the Montreal Canadiens, or just completely incapable of hitting the net as in the Florida Panthers. I'd probably move that to the top of the list in terms of, you know, complete win, start to finish, getting what you need from every single box on the list. That's probably the most complete win of the season for the Minnesota Wild so far. Yes, they have five of them now on the season, but I mean, hot start. Good play defensively, good play offensively, pushing the tempo in five on five. Power play got a goal. Penalty kill went four of five. Flurry looked good in net. You didn't have any catastrophic injuries or anything. Start so top to bottom, I'm calling that probably the most complete win of the season for the Minnesota Wild. Now they get a tough one coming up on Thursday because that Rangers team is going to have a B in their bonnet after what happened on Saturday. 
And so we'll talk about that. We'll get your comments. We've got a lot more to get to here on tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. The Minnesota Wild pick up a 4-2 to two win over the New York Islanders. We will continue the conversation after this. Tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is incredibly easy to use. There are a wide range of betting options, from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. You could have cashed in huge if you took the Minnesota Wild to win tonight. The spread at one and a half, they won by two. So you get that there. The over was five and a half. So if you took the over tonight too, you cashed in big. And hopefully some of your player props, such as Jewel Erickson X scoring, uh, Pat Maroon scoring again. You could have cashed in huge if you were playing FanDuel on tonight's Minnesota Wild win. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NHL. Tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast also brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities, whether it be Pat Maroon scoring his second goal of this season, or Jewel Erickson X scoring his seventh, or the Vegas Golden Knights hoisting a second straight Stanley Cup. You could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcomes of eight player stats, including goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more during a given game, whether it be Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Marco Rossi. Record what you think they will do more or less. You can make your entries in less than 60 seconds. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to tonight's Locked On Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wilds pick up a 4-2 to two win over the New York Islanders and uh, the Wild now 5-5-2 five, five and two on the season. Let's get to your comments here tonight. Brian starts us. One more win and that is a winning streak. We very well could see that on Thursday against the New York Islanders. That's going to be a tough game against a tough team, but hey, Wild just just got it done against them on Saturday. But again, this was something that was talked about by Dean Evison after the game is that you can't just kind of get into that comfort zone of, well, hey, now we're back to winning again. So everything is cool. We're all good. You got to keep pushing the tempo because as quickly as things have been righted here for the Minnesota Wilds, they could flip again if they kind of rest on their laurels and uh, are playing on their heels without um, without continuing to push the pressure. The big thing that has turned the tide for the Minnesota Wild is the pressure they've been able to sustain offensively. If they get away from that, we're going to be right back to what we saw at the early part of the season. Aaron joining the conversation. Welcome in, Aaron. Pat Maroon is looking like a great acquisition. He really is. 
I mean, you look at everything that he is able to do offensively. He's physical. And I think the thing that I really enjoy most about Maroon is just how sure he is with the puck, how smooth he is on his skates, and how good he is at setting up teammates for just unreal point-blank opportunities. He really has some sneaky, good puck-handling skills. And some of those setups that he had tonight uh, for whether it be Felino or for Erickson Eck, just absurd. And the one that uh, that he had to get Jewel Erickson Eck, uh, good luck stopping that. Um, so he has been a fantastic addition for this Minnesota Wild team. And he just, it feels like somebody that he could play on the top line. He could play on the fourth line. He doesn't care. He's just going to come in and do the same thing no matter where he's at in the lineup. Mike, amazing what happens when you play with some intensity. Solid game for the Wild. That is absolutely spot on. Um, it's just getting back to what we expected this team was going to do at the start of the season. Now we're actually seeing them do it. Uh, Brian, again, new lines seem to be working for now. Uh, and this is something that we we heard after the game from Jewel Erickson Eck. Uh, we heard from Brock Faber as well as that, you know, this, they're starting to get some uh, some chemistry back, some groove back. But again, you got to keep pushing it because if you take your pedal off, if you take your foot off the pedal here in the NHL, that's where the losing streaks start to uh, start to flip. And so um, it's it's just one of those things that this wild team now needs to continue to push the pressure if uh, if they're going to keep racking up wins. Shark Boy Ben. Great game. Sweet Lou from the Sioux gave us a little magic. Flower was solid, and Vinny got one in front of his grandpa. That was honestly one of the coolest things of this game. And I know there were some eye rolls uh, when Letary was called up um, because, you know, Lou Nanny is synonymous with, uh, with hockey here in the state of Minnesota. But let's give Vinny Letary some credit. He has, uh, he has played well with the Minnesota wild so far, he just seems like he f is a perfect fit for that fourth line. Uh, that was a unreal snipe from the top of the zone. Great screen by Ryan Hartman on that goal, by the way. Um, but unreal snipe by Letary. And you figured when I, when I heard that, that Lou Nanny was going to be on the broadcast, I just figured I was like, there are some things that just line up perfectly in in sports and this just seemed like a perfect opportunity for that to happen so i'm glad he got the goal teammates loved it marcus felino was uh giving him the huge bear hug on the bench it just it feels like a team that really has gotten some of those good vibes back here uh, over the course of the the last couple of games michael a complete game the wilds did i just see that no your eyes did not deceive you this is the first time since Probably the Montreal game, but again, I'll caveat that the Montreal Canadiens are a tire fire. They are, they're real bad. This is probably the most complete win of the season for the Wilds. Um, every single mark that you would want offense, defense, goaltending, special teams. Th there were no glaring breakdowns in this one. Um, and the Wild are rewarded by just continuing to push, continuing to push into the third period. They were rewarded with two goals. And um, by continuing to keep the attack going, they uh, they were able to pull away um, in this one. 
so far. Um, probably their best of the season. Um, looking at some of the other comments here, um, things could still go wrong with Rossi, but at what point does the question stop? Um, I hope, Tracy, that we're at that point because, I, I mean, dude is an absolute baller out there. And he just continues to, every game, he continues to just bring the confidence. He brings the ability to just agitate people. And he just, he's gotten to where he just makes winning plays now. And that instance in the offensive zone in which he had the puck and he skated around like four Islanders players, I was losing my mind just sitting on the couch watching because he's just, he's starting to do some of those things that we saw have seen Kirill Kaprizov do um, in his tenure with the Minnesota wild. And he's starting to do so because he's so confident in what he's doing out there. It's unlocking his game and he just continues to add pieces to it um, as the season rolls along. And he's doing so now as a number one center. And so at this point, it's like, what can't he do? Um, just just very, very impressed with what we've seen from uh, Marco Rossi so far this season. Now, it is interesting because you'd think for a number one center, he would take more face-offs, but just one of three? Um, Jerksonek took 26 face-offs tonight. That's absurd. Um, but, but anyway... He's he's paired up with Kaprizov and Boldy, and that that line is doing great things. And I I'm telling you, if they continue to get the opportunities to gel together, they're going to create some problems for a lot of different people um, throughout the NHL. Sam, the defense showed up today. Uh, honestly, it, this stems from the offense being able to continue to push the pace. But the big number for me tonight for the defense was the 21 block shots. Dakota Mermis was solid once again here tonight. He had three of them and 18 minutes on the ice. You know, I talked about it in today's episode of Lockdown Wild that he needs to be a factor on this decor once Jared Spurgeon returns. I just, I, I've seen enough of the he who shall not be named throughout the uh, course of the last two years. That when Spurgeon returns, if you want to send Damon Hunt back down, that's fine. But there just isn't a scenario in which, unless there's egregious injury, in which case I would still call somebody up. If you're comfortable at this point putting John Merrill in the press box, then what is going to change you from taking him off the roster? Like, what is scaring you about taking him off the roster with Damon Hunt now having gotten time? at the NHL level and Dakota Mermis looking like an NHL defenseman while he's out there. It's just, it's beyond time for me. And it's, it is encouraging to see this, this decor, I think simplify things down and, um, and it just has led to much better results uh, for them defensively while the offense has uh, limited the opportunities in which teams have uh, against this wild defense. So it's a nice, it's a nice right-hand, left-hand combo uh, between the offense and the defense that has led to these better results. Steve, wild win for my birthday. Well, 
Happy birthday from Lockdown Wild, Steve. Uh, hope it was a good one and hope you enjoyed the um, Minnesota Wilds coming up with a uh, win for your birthday. Um, it's it's fun to uh, it's fun to have this team wa- uh, just playing well at this point um, and and looking more like what we expected they would uh, early in the season. Mike, that was really cool witnessing some Minnesota hockey history tonight. What else does Lou need in life, man? Good for them. I honestly, and you heard him say it when Letary scored. There just really wasn't anything left on the bucket list for for Lou, having called the state hockey tournament here. I mean, it's it's a it's a lengthy list of Lou Nanny accomplishments, and uh, Vinny Letary scoring while he was on the broadcast just adds another layer to that, um, which was uh, was a lot of fun. Just just really fun to uh, to see that unfold. Um, We'll go back to Sam. Glad to see Flurry has stepped up to support Gus. Yeah, Flurry again. Flurry was good tonight. He's been really good over the uh, the last couple of starts. And if the team in front of him is not just a chaotic mess, it seems like Flurry still has plenty that he can uh, offer to this team. Um, now, he, yes, he is chasing a pretty large milestone, but. You got to think about it too. If this is Flurry's last season in the NHL, he's going to want to go out with a bang. And so he is, I think, trying as much as he can to just keep this team in the conversation. Um, and I mean, without him, without what he's been able to do in the net so far this season, I don't know where this team would be, uh, at least until Philip Gustafson kind of gets himself back on track. Um, it's it's interesting to uh, to see how how much he has been able to do so far here. Um, Tracy Faber seems like he's moving away from interview the local kid to interview one of the leaders on this team. He's going to be a captain someday. I mean, that's um, that's not a question for me at this point. I think he just has all of those characteristics of a leader that you would want, and he still is just adding to his game. And so the fact that you've got somebody that is as young as he is, and he has all of those, um, all those leadership characteristics, he's, he's going to have a long NHL career in front of him. And it's going to be one that involves him wearing the C at some point for this team. Now, how prophetic would it be for him to take the C from Jared Spurgeon Will it line up exactly that way? I guess we'll have to uh, wait and see. Um, there's a lot that can happen between now and then. But the main thing, the main thing that we need to take away from this one tonight is that we have the formula now. The Wild have the formula for wins this season. It requires offensive push. It requires full effort from the start. It requires them to just really commit to playing this style of hockey. And if it means that these line combinations are here to stay, that's great. Ultimately, we'll probably see some things tweaked as the uh, season rolls along. But at this point, these last two games, with the exception of the first seven minutes of uh, the Saturday game, 
That's exactly what you want to see from this team. Compete level high, winning puck battles, getting shots on net, just relentlessly pressuring. Um, it it that makes it fun. Makes it fun for us here to uh, to talk about all these fun things like Vinny Letary scoring um, with Lou up in the broadcast booth, as opposed to having to talk about a penalty kill that goes one for five or or something along those lines. Winning is fun, and so I for one am glad that the Wilds have uh, gotten back on track. And uh, hopefully they can continue that against the New York Rangers come Thursday. We'll have a uh, longer form preview for you for Thursday's game. Uh, We had a chance to talk with Johnny Lazarus before the Saturday game. We're going to talk with the locked on New York Rangers head um, head coach host John Chick before the uh, the Thursday game. So be on the lookout for that uh, coming up for you on Thursday. We'll uh, have some fun with what we've seen over the last couple of games for tomorrow's full episode, so make sure to keep an eye out for that as well. And uh, as we finish tonight's Locked on Wild postcast, I'll again say make sure if you have a friend that you think would uh, would be interested in this show to let them know. We uh, are trying to get the following for Locked on Wild as big as we can. It just keeps keeps going uphill, and we're just going to keep climbing as far as we can. So, uh, again, thank you to everybody who joined in the comments section here tonight uh, and makes these Lockdown Wild postcasts as fun as they are, win or lose. It's good conversation either way. And so I appreciate everybody hopping in consistently and uh, and adding to the conversation. Uh, Make sure to follow us on social media. Make sure to follow us on YouTube. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platforms as well. Minnesota Wild pick up a 4-2 to win over the New York Islanders. And for more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure you are following Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts.